Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess. I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, hi, welcome back. I'm going to start today with a bit of a warning to say that it might be a little bit, you might hear some background noise today. Um, it's a little bit noisy in the house, but I just had to get some thoughts out because once again, <laughs> Instagram is, is inspiring me to talk about something. Um, and so we're, we're going to talk about it. So today I really, really, really want to talk about like mental illness and emotions and emotional dysregulation and struggling and all that stuff. Because um, I have been struggling pretty badly for the last, like, I don't know, five days. I don't, yesterday was a good day. I felt really off, but, like, things went well, so the day went smoothly. Today, I'm not feeling great, but a little bit better than yesterday. Um, and things are going pretty well still, so it's, like, okay. But basically, what I've been experiencing is that I'm feeling really tired and really worn out. I mean, I'm calling it the quarantine burnout because that makes sense to me. Um, but basically, like, if if things in my day don't go really smoothly, it, there's all these little triggers that sort of set me off and make me really impatient and frustrated and I get angry. And so things have been coming up for me in the last week or so. I guess it started on the weekend. Like, on Saturday, I was just... I was done. <laughs> Um, so I don't really talk about this kind of stuff much publicly because I find I don't want to sound whiny. I don't want to sound, um, you know, ungrateful for my life. I don't want people to start pitying me and feeling bad for me. Um, and so I don't know, I just, I have like conflicted feelings about sharing this stuff, but I, I have, uh, struggled with mental illness a lot in my life. So it's always kind of on my radar. It's something that I'm constantly, diligently uh, working towards uh, maintaining my my good mental health. And I would say that right now in my life, I am in a good place mentally um, and health-wise, but there are down times. There are times when things are not so good, um, but it's not, a, it's not a permanency issue, right? So that's usually where... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, mental illness becomes uh, more of a problem or like it becomes an actual mental illness uh, when it's something where like you don't see an end to it. There's no um, no feeling like the future is good or like, you know, you, you just feel bogged down in it and it starts to cause your you, you dysfunction. I'm not dysfunctional at this stage. I have in the past. I've definitely experienced some significant dysfunction due to uh, mental illness, but at this point, that's not it. Um, it's just run-of-the-mill, um, having a hard time. <laughs> and so, okay, so one of the things that I wanted to say right off the hop is that I think um, we, as a society, like, we're, we're trying to have more conversations about mental illness and stuff, and, like, that's a wonderful thing. But I'm thinking, I'm getting the sense that people 
are starting to get confused about what's what's like normal emotional dysregulation versus legitimate mental illness. And in terms of things like, okay, when I, so I just posted on my Instagram story something that was a bit vulnerable for me and I wasn't, didn't want to share. It was from yesterday. Um, and I was talking about how like I wasn't optimistic that I was going to have a good day. Um, and I've been finding it difficult and harder and harder to approach, approach the day in a way that I feel like I can manage things. Um, and so I was like pleasantly surprised that it was it was actually a good day. Um, and the problem is that when I post things like that, when I post about things where I'm like having a bit of a struggle, I get responses a lot of the time like, oh, it's okay. Like things are going to be okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, like people just, they, they want to reach out and they want to make you feel better. But those things don't ever make me feel better, especially about things like that. Because I'm, I know, I know it's going to be okay. I know it's okay. Um, I'm not experiencing like a depressive episode or anything. I'm just struggling in the moment. And um, I, <clears throat> so I just need to be able to feel my feelings and I need to be able to work through them and process them and just sit with them. Um, and if I need to cry, then I can cry. Or if I need to scream, then I can scream. It's the same thing actually with like kids, right? We're trying to teach our kids how to fully feel their feelings. And so there's almost like this convergence between talking about mental illness and us, uh, us uh, uh, past generations and our generation having been brought up in a way that we were not encouraged to feel our feelings. We've always been encouraged to suppress them. So when feelings come up and people share them more on like social media and things like that, it's, it. I, th I feel, I get the sense that it looks like a red flag, like, oh, this person must be suffering from some mental illness because they're sad. They're, they're crying or they're upset about something, right? Like there's just this, this instant sort of feeling like, oh, they're, they're, they're in it deep, <laughs> right? And that, that's not always the case. So when I get responses from people that say things like, everything is going to be okay, chin up, it's okay, like, you know, the future is bright, blah, blah, I know all that. And I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about how I feel right now. And I'm sharing it with you because I want you to know that like it's okay and it's normal to feel different emotions throughout your day and throughout your week. Um, and they may not be tied to anything in particular. I mean, I know that the reason why I feel this way is because I've been stuck inside my house with two children by myself 24-7 for close to a month now. And I'm just, my body is starting to be like, okay, this, this is too much. Um, and it is, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to feel that way. Of course we feel that way. If I didn't feel that way, I feel like that would actually be an alarm <laughs> because nobody is going through any of this stuff thinking, oh, this is fine. This is totally normal. Where this, It's not. It's not a normal time. So it is totally understandable that I would start to struggle and that I would start to feel that emotional dysregulation associated with it. Um and I feel like I know that, but I, I, like I said, I feel like I can't share that stuff because the response is so, um, so categorically, uh, what's the word, um, inappropriate, I guess, because it's not, <clears throat> it's not that I need help seeing my future. It's not like, so I think sometimes people get caught up in not knowing where someone stands emotionally, uh, because you don't know how how deep they are into something. I I would hope that if you're going to share about your emotions and your feelings that you're going to put a disclaimer about how far into it you are, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, 
especially the further you get into it, probably the less likely you are to do that. But, but um, yeah, so like if I share that I'm, I'm having a, a hard day or I'm feeling sad or things have been hard, people, maybe because of my mental health, my mental health um, history and stuff, they're primed to assume that I'm in a deep, that I'm in a deep, dark state and like I need to be pulled out of it. And they, and they may not know how close I am to like an alleged, right? How, so uh, sorry, I'm going to use some strong language here, but they may not know how close I am to like feeling suicidal or attempting suicide or committing suicide. They don't know that stuff. And so like, I get that. And I do try to say, you know, like, I'm okay. You don't need to be concerned about me. There's nothing to be worried about. I'm just having feelings. Um, but but I think, I don't know if it's like it's a convergence or, I don't know. I, I'm trying to tease this apart because um, because there is often this response of like reminding someone that things are okay and that the future is bright and it's going to be better and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, again, like I know that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at that level of what I'm feeling. Um, and so, I don't know, I guess maybe it's good to just put the boundary up there or just say like, I'm just expressing feelings, you know, I'm not experiencing like legitimate mental illness or something because, because probably there are people on social media who do present like I do, but they are deeper in it than what they, what they appear to be. Um, I, I can almost guarantee that that happens, but it's hard to know how to respond. And so that's what I did with my post. I said, please don't send me messages saying everything is going to be okay because I know this and I just need time to be able to sit and process and, and own my feelings and work through them. And, um, and I was worried about po putting that in there because I know that people want to say those things, but ultimately when you do say that to me in this situation, it makes you feel better. It doesn't make me feel better. It does not help me to feel better. Um, so, and again, like that sounds harsh. It sounds harsh to say that, but that's the truth. It doesn't make me feel any better, but you feel better for having said it. You feel like you've done something, some good deed because you reminded me that the future is bright <laughs> where I'm still like, okay, great. That's fine. I know that, but I'm worried about right now. I'm worried about how I feel right now. And I honestly just need to be able to sit here and cry if I need to cry or whatever. This is one of the things that I really love about Nick. He, he, I mean, he does have a fixer personality, but that's kind of the, true for most guys because that's like a patriarchy thing. Um, but he is really good at allowing the space and giving the space to for me to feel my feelings. The only time it really becomes like a fix-it situation is if I am lashing out at him, which is totally fair. And that happens... I definitely do that. And then he will respond in a way that he tries to make it stop. So he's trying to fix the problem because I'm coming at him. So again, totally understandable that that happens. But generally speaking, if I'm starting to feel like real down and really tired and, and sometimes it takes me like really demonstrating for him how tired I am because sometimes I just feel lazy and like whatever. So he just pushes me to do more because he knows that I'm just being lazy for that sake. But sometimes I'm really actually tired and like feeling it right um and so then I have to actually really speak up and say like no I need to stop and take a rest I need to do this or sometimes um like on the weekend it was I just went upstairs and laid down in bed I just pulled the covers over my head and I was like I'm done <laughs> like I didn't say anything but he got the idea he was like oh, okay so she's actually going through something here and he just left me to have my rest and be alone 
Um, but, but so, and so that's the thing, like, I don't know, I guess sometimes maybe it's hard for people to know where you stand. Um, because if you don't open up and you don't share these things, then, then it might come as a surprise to them. And then they wonder, well, how deep are you or how far have you been going through this? How long have you been going through this? Blah, blah, blah. And so then they don't know. But yeah, but I find right at this stage of my life, a lot of it is just like, I need to be able to feel the feelings and let them out and then I can move on. And it might not be perfect. Like, you know, I, I had my rest on Saturday, but then Sunday was like not great. I'm trying to think what day it was. It was either Sunday or it would have been Monday. Monday was a particularly bad day too. Um, I, well, not the whole day, but there were, there were some moments, um, because I was starting to feel really like, oh, tense and I needed to do something. So I decided to do a workout because that's a really good release for me. And, um, and then I was, so we got these, we got these adjustable weights. He bought me adjustable weights for Christmas. So I was using the adjustable weights and I put them back in, you have to like slide them into the little rack and then adjust the, the, the weight on them and stuff and then pick them up again. But the one wouldn't go into the rack, and then it was so it was getting stuck. And then I figured that out, and then and then it wouldn't turn and like reset to the other weight. And I just got so frustrated. I was so so angry. It set me right off because like this is my thing. This is the thing that I do to the release the emotions, and I can't do that. So now the emotions are just coming out. <laughs> And so I got really angry and I was like, I, fortunately I didn't get so angry that I, that I did anything to the weights, but I was definitely like hitting my hand on the wall and just like stomping or whatever, trying to like get it out. And I screamed a little bit and then he came down and he was like, what is the matter? <laughs> and I was like, I screamed something at him, not trying to be mean, but just because like that was the feeling that was in me was just to be ragey. So it was just something, I don't even remember what it was. It was probably incoherent. And then I said, it seems that I am in distress. <laughs> and I was like, I'm out. And I walked away. Um, <clears throat> And he just got to work trying to fix the weights because he's like, well, the only thing I can do right now is to, to work on this. So he started doing that and I went off and cried and um, <clears throat> did what I had to do to sort of work through that stuff. And then I came back and we fixed it together and that was all good. But um, but yeah, so like that was another time when I was like, had some sort of emotions that needed to get out right so the first first thing that happened on Saturday was the thing that I needed to get rest I needed to sleep because I was exhausted and then Sunday or Monday it was came around and I was still feeling that like disequilibrium in my body and and so I had to get it out again and so it came out as anger in that in that sense um but it got it out and then I felt a little better and then the next day you know, I, I was shorter with the kids by a little bit. You know, I was, like, not as patient with them and stuff. So it was a little bit of a trying day. Fortunately, Nick was home for work, so he was able to help a little bit. All right, it sounds like my kids are having a bit of a hard time. I'm going to just pause for a minute here, and I'll come back. Okay, I'm back. So the point of all of this is to say that I make an effort to pay attention to how I feel, to fully process and work through whatever it is that I am feeling, I'm not hang on to that stuff because, you know, I, I have experienced lots of um, mental illness um, and I've found some ways 
to help keep my my mind healthy. Um, and one of them is to allow the feelings to just give in to them, surrender, not try to stop it or control it. And I mean, that's something that I've had to teach myself. Crying especially is a big one because when I was growing up, I mean, okay, no, I'm a crier. I cry about lots of different things. Um, I cry, I cry. It's like a, you know, just a response that happens if I'm happy or sad or angry or whatever. It just, it just happens. But the problem when I was growing up was that I would cry about things and my mom would tell me not to. She'd say, she'd give the classic line, you don't have to cry about it. And, um, you know, that would, that would make me want to try to stop crying and I couldn't. And so that would make me feel worse too. That was always really hard for me because I physically can't stop. It's just a response that my body does. Some people cry a lot. Some people don't cry at all. Just depends on the person. Um, I do think that people should cry (laughs) sometimes. Um, I think that if you don't cry ever, that that might be a problem, but, but I don't, I don't know that crying too much, excuse me, I ate some crackers. I don't know that crying is uh, too much is really a problem unless, I mean, if you're, if you are actually in a depressive episode, then probably yes. But in the sense that like, if you're a mentally healthy individual and you just feel things deeply, then I don't see a problem with it. So that's something that I've had to sort of retrain my brain to be like, it's okay to cry. You can cry about this. It's okay. <laughs> um, because I spent years trying not to cry. <laughs> and it was failed. Dramatic, like, huge failure. But but it was still something that I put effort into. Um, so I do want to actually talk a little bit about other things that I do that help me to not get sort of get into the the mental health spirals that I've experienced in the past. Um, And the two biggest things are diet and exercise. And I don't mean going on a diet, okay? When I say diet, I mean it's the the thing that I eat, the stuff that I eat on a daily basis regularly. Oh, hello, email. Um, So, uh, yeah, so I I just make sure that I eat a really solid, well-rounded um, nutritious diet, right? Like I don't restrict things. I've talked about how I eat, I think on the podcast before, but I don't do a lot of restriction. Um, and I don't diet very much. Like I think last year I went through a small phase where I was like actually trying to restrict calories a little bit and it's terrible. (laughs) Not, not good at it. Um, so I just eat, you know, however much I need to sort of feel comfortable and not binge because I did I mean when I was younger I didn't I didn't understand nutrition at all I didn't necessarily binge all the time I mean I probably kind of did but um but I also just didn't eat well it was just I I didn't yeah focus on on eating a proper diet and so uh that that had a huge impact because I was just eating a lot of, a lot of like really processed stuff. I was eating McDonald's and um, a lot of things that came in packages, which there's nothing necessarily wrong with eating packaged foods in and of itself. But when it makes up like the bulk of your diet, probably not so good. So like mac and cheese and uh, bologna and just not good food. Um, so that was when I was younger and as I've gotten older, I've really honed in on what works best for me. Um, 
dietary wise. And so I've gotten to a stage now because I've I tried vegan. Um, I did that for a bit and I really liked it in terms of how my body felt. Um, I was pregnant with Bobby when I started and it was actually really great. But uh, the problem was that I found, uh, I kind of felt like an asshole <laughs> when I would go places and I couldn't eat a lot of the stuff that was available. That was the main thing. And like, I don't know, it, it is quite a bit of effort to, to not ever eat dairy, especially, and, and meat, and I do love dairy. So I've incorporated more dairy in my diet than meat for sure. I eat meat like maybe once or twice a week at this point, which I think is totally sufficient. Um, and I eat like yogurt and cheese. Um, we don't drink regular milk anymore because having, I think having, a, before we eliminated it, um, we were both a little bit sensitive as it is, but definitely after eliminating it, it Nick's sensitivity to it went up a lot. So we just drink soy milk now. Um, but we, we supplement with all kinds of different things. We eat a lot of beans and, uh, we eat um, lentils and other legumes and stuff, right? And we just eat good food. We, I, we base it around, like, mostly fresh vegetables, but we eat also frozen vegetables, sometimes canned. We eat frozen fruit. Um, you know, we just, we eat good food, and we do focus on that. And we're privileged enough to be able to do that. So that's something that I need to, like, put out there, that, like, we have access to good groceries. Um, we're not so overworked that we that it's just easier to buy food out we do like we have a Zarkis and we buy frozen stuff from them sometimes or like we usually do like two or three meals a week that are like a frozen lasagna or something right at this point because this is a stage we're at um but at the end of the day it's a good diet and um we're both really uh happy with it and we both do really well with it. And so that's that's the focus, is just eating really, really well. And uh, But again, we're not restricting. We, we still love like to have chips with movies, and we eat burgers and all kinds of different stuff. So um, we don't restrict things. We just try to do a good balance of like mostly nutritious stuff with a little bit of fun foods. Um, and, and if, you know, I'm feeling particularly snacky. I just go for it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, the other thing, so I said, was uh, exercise and getting movement in. And so like my preference for exercise has always been uh, strength training and yoga. Uh, I do love running, although I haven't been doing it lately because it's cold AF and I've just been finding trying to fit it into my schedule has been kind of difficult because I've been particularly busy. Um, so, but strength training has always been pretty, pretty simple for me to get in and I walk every day still again, like I'm not perfect. So it's once a week, maybe I'll miss it, but basically every single day I get a walk in. So that's also really, really helpful. It gets me outside. It gets me moving. Um, it's really good passive exercise. So that's a good one. Um, and like I said, I like to do yoga. So I try to do, I try to do like stretching and little yoga poses and some flows and stuff every now and then <clears throat> before bed. So just getting movement into my day each day, something, if I don't do anything, then I tend to feel real down. <laughs> like it doesn't, 
it doesn't do me any good to not get to not be moving around during the day. So I do that. Um, the other thing that I've been doing lately is uh, because I go through phases where with alcohol where I'll drink like every couple of days I'll have a drink and then I just stop cold turkey and so I'm in the stop cold turkey stage right now um I stopped drinking right after the holidays I kind of I kind of I don't know I guess I've had a, I had a beer on Sunday this past weekend but before that it was like just after my birthday I think was the last time anyway so I don't at most right now I'm having like one drink per week um but I'm gonna try to do like zero alcohol and part of it is because I found in the past a couple years ago I found that I started to drink more and more wine and I was finding that I was like getting through the day just to get to that glass of wine and it's honestly not a healthy thing to do when you step back and you look at it and you look at how problematic it is that that you're striving for that thing you start to see it more as like an addictive kind of quality, which I'm not saying I have an addiction. I don't think that's what it is, but it could easily turn into that when you start to use it basically as a crutch to get you through your life. Um, I would say that I, I do that with coffee. I love coffee, but I don't find that it negatively affects me, whereas alcohol will. Alcohol is a drug, so it uh, caffeine is too, but <laughs> but um, I feel like I, I moderate the caffeine better and uh, and it doesn't have nearly the negative effects on my mind and my body as alcohol does because alcohol is a depressant. And so when you're not feeling very good, it's actually worse to start drinking <laughs> than to just feel those things. And so that's part of, I think, um, you know, I haven't had any drinks to kind of wind down, quote unquote, at the end of the day. So... Um, I don't know if that's had an, an effect on like how I'm coping with things, but <clears throat> but um, definitely like I've missed it a few times. I've thought to myself, oh, I'd really love to go, like I'd really love to have a glass of wine right now. But I but I made the connection between I want to have that glass of wine because I want to numb out the way that I feel about this this moment in my life or this moment in my day, right? Like I have a really rough day and I think, oh, I really would love to have a glass of wine. But then I realized like the the, the impetus for that is not because I want to have a, a, like a joyous experience. It's it's literally to just like stop feeling things. <laughs> so I don't I don't think for myself that that's a healthy behavior either. Um, so I'm trying to just like recognize that feeling because I think you know I don't think I'll be able to cut alcohol out a hundred percent. But I think that I need to really be mindful of like when it is that I'm going for alcohol. Like the beer that we had on the weekend was because Nick said, I'd like to have a beer with you tonight while we watch a football game. And I was like, okay. So when I went out to get groceries, I picked up two, two cans of beer. And so that was like something that we were planning to do just because we wanted to, to you know, sit together and have a drink. And that was fine. Um, versus the moments when I'm like, oh, things are sh such shit right now. <laughs> I'd really love to have a drink. Like that's probably not the healthiest way to deal with that uh, because it does it does sort of numb you out and make you um, less likely and less capable of like confronting discomfort in your life. Um, so, and also, I mean, just in terms of like your overall health and stuff, like drinking a lot of alcohol just is not good for you. Um, if you're trying to maintain a healthy weight, it's probably not going to help you. You know, it's just not a, a great addition to your life. It's not doing anything for you. <laughs> 
So I, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to just primarily remove it from my life. Um, And it's, yeah, I'm in the early stages right now. And I found the same thing with the the last time I did it at first. It can be really tough because you're kind of used to it, especially like I find in the summertime and over the holidays are the times when I really start to drink more. Um, So I'm just coming out of the holidays and like I was drinking a lot over the holidays because I was having a lot of fun actually. We had a really good holiday season, uh, but Nick and I were, you know, we were, and we, we were gifted a ton of alcohol and I'm not a waster. So, and I, I I don't know, I was like, I'm just going to drink it. (laughs) So I drank all of the stuff that we had um, until we finished it. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) So, yeah, so I, I am glad though that I haven't been drinking in this period where I'm starting to feel the sads because I think it would be making things a lot worse. Um, You don't sleep as well when you drink alcohol, so I feel like I would probably be getting less sleep, and I'm already tired as it is, so I just don't think that it would be a helpful... It's not a good tool. It's not. It's just not. Um, So that's something that I've I've been working on eliminating. I told Nick the other day that, like, I am going to try to not do the, the cycling thing where, like, I drink more at certain times I'm just going to try to to maintain like a low drinking average for the rest of my life because I actually don't feel like it serves me all that much um I like the taste of it and everything else you know of course so like a glass of wine with a nice meal or something every now and then it's not out of the question but but I don't want to get to that stage where I'm like oh it's it's summertime I have to have you know a cider on the patio every couple of days like I just I don't think that that's necessary so I'm going to try not to fall back into that trap again Um, yeah. And just, I think a lot of, a lot of stuff that I do is, is like mindfulness. You know, a lot of this comes back to like making the choices to eat the right foods, to not reach for the alcohol, to not necessarily have extra caffeine. That's something that I I could easily do is have like four coffees a day, but I, I limit myself to two regular coffees and sometimes a third decaf. Um, but yeah, because the same thing, like it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't benefit me. It wouldn't do me any good to just have more coffee um, because then it's going to start affecting my sleep and stuff. So making the choice to not drink extra caffeine, making the choice to get a reasonable amount of sleep, um, making the choice to do things for myself that are good for my body and my mind that may not be high desirability in the moment, but when I'm done, I feel good. Um, like my stretching and stuff, like I kind of sometimes just want to crawl into bed or like my, my face washing routine. I don't always do it because I'm just like ugh, beat and I just get into bed. But the, but more often than not, it's the, the, it's the, it's the general habit to do those things because at the end of the day, when, when it's all said and done and all of those things come together, that's what helps keep me, um, mentally afloat and not falling from having sad days to sad weeks to sad months, um, which it is actually, so this is one other thing that I was going to, um, mention is that I, I do experience an effect um, of seasonal affective disorder. And so it's funny for me because like I was diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, like way before it was ever cool. <laughs> I was like, Oh geez, sad. And so now that I see everybody talking about it and there's a lot of self-diagnosis going around, that's not, that's not, you know, <laughs> ignore that. Um, but I definitely experienced this. And so this is the thing that I find most interesting about what's happening right now. Um, because 
the, the days that I was feeling the worst were the darkest days. The couple of days yesterday and today where I actually feel good and like I can be productive and do things, it's beautiful and sunny out. <laughs> so like there's a clear, at least to me, there is a clear um, correlation between what the weather is doing and how I feel. And so the month of February actually tends to be my worst month because that is often the grayest worst month of the year. So January is not typically the worst one. Um, February is. So that's what's coming for me. <laughs> um, and so this year I, I have purchased a happy light. I haven't started using it yet because it's one of those things like you have to be able to sit at the desk for a certain period of time and have it on or whatever. I think it's like an hour or something sitting at a desk, having it shining in your face. So uh, I find it difficult to do that because like I have two kids at home that I have to be constantly feeding and getting Emily to school and stuff like that. So um, it's not been great. But anyway, next month, things are going to change a little bit. And I, I know that it's going to be the month when I'm like, I'm going to start to really, really feel things. So... I am planning to start using the light in the next week, in the next couple of days, maybe even today, and be prepared to um, to keep that that deep low at bay because it happens almost every year, and I get through it. So that's why I, I you know I can look back at previous years and go, oh okay, yeah, I experienced it then too, and like you know I made it out okay. It's all going to be good. But it sucks to like go through that. If you can make it easier on yourself, then I think it's that's a, a good idea. Um, so I will start doing that. Actually, probably by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be like a week or two into February. So um, maybe I'll update you after this episode uh, and let you know how it's going, <laughs> how I'm feeling. But um, yeah, it's it's not going to be, I don't know, maybe it'll be fine. Who knows? I mean, things are going to change because Bobby's going to go to daycare. Emmeline, fingers crossed, will be back in school by the 10th. So then my life will change dramatically again because my kids won't be home all day. So maybe things will look a little better and maybe things will open up on the streets and stuff so that I can actually like go have a little coffee or like work on things somewhere outside of my house. Um, so anyway, I'm optimistic that that things will will get better in the next few weeks with corona stuff but then the mood stuff I don't know might just <laughs> might I don't know we'll see what happens might just all even itself out so anyway I wanted to talk on that because I do feel like talking about what we experience for emotions and for mental illness is is very important um, but I do think that again it's important to bear in mind that having having heightened emotions, having some emotional dysregulation, having feelings is not the same thing as experiencing mental illness. And and we really need to like be able to differentiate these things. And it is hard because again so so many of us were brought up in a culture where feeling deep feelings was just not a thing. It wasn't permitted. We weren't we weren't told to explore that. And so sometimes really really deep heavy feelings can feel like something more than it is or we can perceive it as something is more than it is, but but really it's important to to know that there's a difference um, and to be mindful of that. Um, so yeah, my 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 recap for this would be that um, we want to be mindful of the language we use when someone expresses their feelings to us 
um, we might want to explore or, or ask a couple of questions that, that, to get a bit, of, a bit clearer idea about how they're feeling and how we might be able to support them in that feeling. Um, and that we can do some things that will help us to, and so this is, okay, I want to be explicitly clear and say that I don't recommend doing this if you are in a deep depression or you're experiencing like really legitimate health, mental health issues. This may not work for you. This is what I do. These are the things that I do to help me to not get back to that place. It doesn't mean that I never will, but for the time being, this is what's been working for me. So I eat a healthy, well-rounded diet. I get a lot of exercise and I try to limit my alcohol intake or, or not have any alcohol at all. And I'm mindful of how much caffeine I take in. I try to sleep. I try to hydrate. All those things that sort of are maybe difficult because we're so busy, but are important to, to prioritize because those are all the things that are going to help us to keep our minds at our at their prime and be be fully functioning or at least as close as we can be okay that's all i'm going to say for today so i hope that you got something out of this episode and uh if you want to reach me with thoughts or comments or anything at all you can do so uh with my contact info that is in the show notes if you liked this episode, um, I would love it if you would leave a positive re- uh, review or a positive rating. And uh, otherwise, I will see you in the next one.